Welcome to Bible Fellowship Church's The Upper Room. Our podcast addresses the Christian's role in today's culture. We hope you enjoy it and find it informative. To help support our ministry, please consider becoming a subscriber and financial contributor. Links to donate are on our website at bfcforyou.org. Now let's get going. Hello. Are you a Christian believer who doesn't see when interpreting Genesis 1 through 11 creation story as literally important? Christian apologetics is an interest to me, but there are two kinds of creation studies. The first is scientific creationism, the study of the natural world from a biblical perspective. By my science background, This is the one that has been of primary interest to me. But today, though, I would like to approach creationism from the biblical accounts. Biblical creationism. Micah 6.8 says, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Romans 1.11-22, though, speaks of many times what is happening today. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. And although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools." Each of us has a corner of our thinking that does not fit into God's holy ways. God has made himself available to us as our needs require through his works and his word. But man today is observing creation and attempting to fashion it artificially to fit his secular thinking. By doing this, we are attempting to fit God into a mold of our own design and attempt to make ourselves equal to or even superior to our infinite God. For me, this was embodied by my early attempts to reconcile God with my secular understanding of creation, what is called theistic evolution. But let me go back. I grew up in the early atomic age, also the heyday of genetics with the rapidly developing field of molecular biology, and I immersed myself into the current scientific thought and accepted it as fact, even though I was a professing Christian. I took as my responsibility as a Christian to try to fit God into the supposed facts that I had considered irrefutable. I was growing in the knowledge of the world, but not in God. I was living Romans one twenty two to a T, where it says, claiming to be wise, they became foolish. At the time, my beliefs 
were that reconciliation of the true biblical teaching with scientific fact was impossible and even unimportant. But God put knowledgeable people in my path to help me resolve my conflicts. First, I came to understand that I could not compartmentalize the progressive areas of the Bible. It should be read and interpreted as a continuous unfolding saga. If one reads Genesis 1-11 through as a legend or a fable, a conundrum is created, and that is, where do you start believing? If creationism is a myth, how about Moses, the parting of the Red Sea? David and Goliath, the prophets and their miracles. And this would even cast question about Christ and by inference our own salvation. Where do you start believing? Resolution can be found. Read the Bible sequentially and literally unless otherwise instructed, such as in the parables. I like to apply the philosophical scientific principle of logic called Occam's Razor, and that is the answer with the fewest assumption is the favored answer to most dilemmas. Evolutionary theory is filled with innumerable unjustified assumptions. As Ken Ham so wisely said, were you there? When he speaks of creation, God did not speak to Moses, the compiler of Genesis, in enigmatic terms either. He spoke clearly. We see that in Numbers. When God was speaking, that is in Numbers 12, 7 through 8, speaking to the Hebrew people, Not so, my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak mouth to mouth, clearly and not in riddles. He beholds the form of the Lord. Why then are you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? God spoke clearly to Moses, and Moses wrote the creation story in Genesis. Because God spoke to Moses clearly, and his words are available to us today, his words testify to a literal creation. Genesis starts with, in the beginning, God. The simplest answer is the best. God created everything. Literal belief in Genesis 1 through 11 is found throughout the Old Testament. I would like to look at one example, and that is Isaiah 40, 21 through 28, where it says, Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in, who brings princes to nothing and makes rulers of the earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, and scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth. As he blows on them, they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom will you compare me, as I shall be like them, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes, and see who created thee. Also, uh, multiple Psalms, as well as Ezekiel, Job, and Daniel, and the prophets also, give credence to the fact that they had no doubt about the early earth's creation 
and its uh, formation by God. Genesis is the most widely quoted book in the New Testament, particularly Genesis 1 through 11. Paul, in his teachings on sin and salvation, stated that there was no death before Adam. Pre-Adamic death is a requirement for the mechanics of evolution by natural selection to occur. But Romans 5.11 says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. And further, in 1 Corinthians 5.15.21, he says, As by man came death, by man has come also the resurrection of the dead. The writer of Hebrews wrote in 11.4, By faith, Abel offered uh, to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he commended his righteous, God commending him by accepting his gift, and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. That is the chapter on the Hebrews of the faith, but it's the first reference was to Abel, the first generation born after a created Adam and Eve, and he was spoken of as a literal being. Other biblical writers, such as Peter, Titus, and others, left no doubt of the complete truth of the Genesis account. The Apostle John wrote in chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, in the famous words, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things are made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. As we can see, John truly believed that Jesus created all things. And Jesus came to earth to fill Old Testament prophecies. And Jesus was referred to uh, creation, for example, in Mark 10, 5 through 6. In the story of Lazarus and the rich man, Jesus said in Luke 16, 29 through 31, But Abraham said, they have Moses the prophet, and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And he said, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, rather they, will they be convinced of someone who should rise from the dead? Jesus is referring the rich man back to the prophets and saying they are literal. We need to listen to them and the prophets taught of a literal creation. Jesus also spoke of a historical Noah, the flood, Lot, Moses, Elijah, and Jonah. He did not allegorize their lives and teachings, but opened his references to many of them with his statement, as it is written, Read it as written. It is true. Jesus accepted the totality of the Old Testament, including the creation story, and meant it to be accepted as fact and not interpreted as fable or legend. And I would like to quote 14.6, And Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We take him at his word for our salvation. 
If secular evolution is to be believed over divine creation, where do we start believing truth? Yes, I was saved before I was could fully accept the creation miracle, but not that I am starting to live. Now I'm starting to live Romans 12, 2 instead, which says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Thank you. Let's pray. Our dear God, please open up your words to us. Let us hear and understand. Let each of us take your words, and this day you've given us to live, to grow more and more powerful, where we can be of service to you, that we can only be a blessing to you in each of our actions. This I pray in Christ's name. Amen. I hope you enjoyed our discussion today and found it thought-provoking. The Upper Room is a Bible Fellowship Church production. The opinions discussed by our guests are just opinions and random thoughts at the time of recording and do not necessarily reflect the doctrine or stated beliefs of Bible Fellowship Church.